He said, to the extent I desire to move through you, you must allow me to cut on the leader's cut. What's up, everybody? Welcome back to the leader's cut. As you see again, my best friend on planet Earth. Twinsies. Twinsies. My heart always Twinsies. explodes every time we get to sit together. We've been doing this for 15 years and we get to do it by God's grace for many, many, many more years. Oh, absolutely. And then we get to be in Eternity. the same cul-de-sac in heaven. That's right. We've, absolutely. We, I know he, that. I already know he's put us in the same wing. I I begged for it. Yeah. So we, we sit out on the front porch <laughs> drinking sweet tea. I begged for it. Uh-huh, I did. That's hilarious. I said, I'll do anything you ask me to do on this one condition. Yep. Let me live in my best friend's <laughs> cul-de-sac when we get on the other side of this life. Yes, sir. Well, it's great to spend a little time with you. We love to get to uh, sit down at a table where not only you are able to pull up a, a seat at the table, but where the God of the universe yep. pulls up a chair at the table we're sitting around. And if this is your first time to join us on the Leader's Cut, you might be wondering, what is, what is the Leader's Cut? Here's why we call it that. God's people were meant to be and are a people of the cut. And leaders who are being led by the Spirit of God must always allow themselves, their hearts and their flesh, to be cut upon mm. by the surgeon of heaven. And here's what happens when we allow the Spirit of God to cut on our hearts or our flesh. It makes more room for his spirit to move in us and through us. So that's why we call it the leader's cut. Let's pray because we're going to have some, uh, we got some work ahead of us, all right? And it's going to be fun, uh, but we really feel like God gave us a picture of uh, what we're to do with our time today, all right? So let's pray. God, thank you so much for the light of life. Yes. Jesus, you are the light of the world. And God, we all know that dark clouds of oppression, confusion, fear, are something the enemy loves to try and bring over each of our heads. And so Lord, I pray right now for every person watching this right now who presently feels they are in a funk. They are up underneath a dark cloud and they don't know how to get out from beneath it. Spirit of the living God, would you just invade every space where this is being watched right now? Yes, Lord. I pray your presence would be tangible. Mm -hmm. It is obvious. You are present and you are here to do work. Yes, Lord. And this is not heavy lifting for you. This is light work for you. Mm -hmm. Our heavy weights are light work to you. Mm -hmm. So Holy Spirit, we make all the room we possibly can for you. Yes, Lord. Say whatever you want to say. Do whatever you want to do. We are here for you. This time is yours. We pray all these things in Jesus' name. Amen. All right, twin. You're on one. Twin. Well, I, you, you just when you pray When you pray like that, I, you're on one. I'm, I'm just, I'm, I'm too excited. And you know when he gives you a picture and he puts that thing in your heart and it's like, we're, we're going to work. Mm-hmm. We're going to do this Absolutely. thing. And, and I want you to know, here, here's who we're really coming after. Okay. Yes, we're talking about how to get out from, from a funk, okay? Out of a funk. But I wanna give you a picture. I feel like God gave us a picture of someone who's under a dark cloud, uh, cowering in a corner 
because of a spirit of fear mm-hmm. and it is dark the darkness is tangible mm-hmm. uh, and and it, it was a young woman it doesn't mean this this is just for women but i'm just giving you a picture she was in the corner and she's deathly afraid everything seems upside down she's not herself she's saying things that are are not normal uh, that she typically says she's thinking thoughts that have never been normal to her and here's what I, I need you to know from the beginning if that's you all right we are here to ride with you absolutely all right yep we, we are here for you this we, we weren't gonna film tonight we are doing this before we go to dinner to be together for you because the god of the universe didn't want to just send you a message tonight He's going to do something supernatural in your life. So if you are under a cloud, don't, don't hit pause. Go all the way to the end of this bad boy, all right? Because I believe the Holy Spirit is going to do some awesome stuff, all right? For sure. Okay. Let's talk about, uh, just briefly on the front end, what does it look like to be under a funk? And and how do we kind of get there? Well, um... I want to go in reverse. <laughs> I think we get there uh, fastest when we're disappointed. Um, or when we've been traumatized. But I, I think the fastest funks are found <laughs> when there is uh, an expectation hmm. that has not been met by God. And when that expectation is not met, it is easy, easy, very, very easy to wind up in a funk. I remember my first Christian funk, like like my first I'm a believer in Jesus funk. From the age of four years old, I wanted to be in law enforcement. Um, By the time I was 16, I had memorized two thirds of the California penal code. (laughs) I was was either gonna be a rapper or a police officer, right? And so, I'd never been drunk in my life. I never smoked weed in my life. I never touched. I was only in the gang for seven days. All because I knew, my mom worked for the LAPD for 30 years, and I knew through her that two detectives are going back to kindergarten and working their way up through your life. And if they find out some things that would be incongruent with Mm -hmm. somebody wearing a shield, you're not getting in. So I was a legalist before I even knew anything <laughs> about Jesus, right? And um, uh, I gave my life to Jesus January 14th of 96 and thought, I'm just going to be a born again police officer. Like I'm, I'll, I'll be able to get a lot of people saved because when I arrest them, there'll be captive audience and then I'll just try to lead them to Jesus, <laughs> right? So... Um, I take, so uh, you, you can't even apply for the Los Angeles Police Department until you're 20 and a half. So when I hit 20 and a half, um, I went in, filled out the application. Then I had a written exam, and these are all different stages. Written exam, oral exam, um, interview with a detective, background investigation, physical and then the, um, uh, the psyche valve is the last thing. I was breezing through these steps. We get to the psyche valve 
if anybody, if anybody wants to know how long I've been this vulnerable or transparent, um, you can ask the psychological evaluator <laughs> that interviewed me. Um, the unwritten rule when you, when you go do a psych eval is don't lie. Like nobody's ever going to tell you to lie. Don't elaborate. Don't tell everything. Yeah. yeah. Yes, no, maybe so. You, you just want to pass it. You're not, nobody's trying to get a compliment from their psyche value. You know what I mean? Like I ace that thing, right? You just want to pass. Um, bro, I, I was too Pentecostal and too happy to be saved. <laughs> and everything that woman asked, she got T-I-M. She didn't get T-M-I. She got T-I-M. <laughs> and so um, I, my results come back and I fell. They, 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 I failed the psych. And you can't take it again for 18 months. So they don't, they don't give you, there's no appeal. You got to wait 18 months before you could even go back and do the process again. And I was so disappointed and angry with God. Bro, I was pissed. I'm like, I gave my life to you? And you can't give me this? This, 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 I have a one track mind. I, I didn't, there was no, I don't have plan B's. Like, mm -hmm. this is it, right? The rapping thing didn't, the got blocked when I was 16. And then, so you're not gonna let me have this? Fine. And, bro, I backslid. Like, I went back to the club. I tried to go back to that life. Um, and I was just very, I was, I just remember being so, disappointed that I got disillusioned mm. and I, I just, I just thought I'm, there ain't nothing else to do with my life. So that was my very first funk. And I was, it didn't last long. It was, but it was a few weeks before I was like, well, I guess fine. I guess if you got a will or a way for my life, I guess, but that's, I believe that's the fastest way to a funk is disappointment and an expectation you had and you thought God was going to co-sign for it. Well, it's obvious that this is, so that's the rest of the picture. Uh, because as you were talking, I can sense just disappointment is going to be something we key in on in this. Um, the first funk I remember, um, I was a freshman in college. I was dating a girl and thought we were going to get married and uh, told the Lord we were going to get married. I didn't ask. <laughs> I told him. I didn't ask about I, the I didn't ask the sovereign one. <laughs> yeah, I, for sure. I, with my limited power, told him, Yep. this is how it's going to go. Yep. I'm going to marry this girl. Yep. And um, the way it ended, uh, she got engaged without ever breaking up with me. Uh, the most heartbreaking thing and i had just lost my grandfather mm. who was one of my heroes an absolute giant of a human and a couple weeks later i find out from my cousin he congratulates me on being engaged and i said i'm, I'm not engaged she said I, I just saw her and she's wearing a rock on her finger i was like ah it's probably some promise ring her dad gave her said, no, no, this was an engagement ring. Mm. Mm. And she did. 
she had gotten engaged and I was heartbroken. Mm -hmm. And I've never experienced a dark cloud like that one before. Mm. Um, and it was disappointment. Mm -hmm. It was absolutely disappointment mm -hmm. opened the door for the dark cloud. Mm -hmm. And I stopped going to class. Mm -hmm. I literally, here's how dark it got. Uh, and I, I know, and I'm just being totally vulnerable. I, I know I should have reached for my Bible. I, I should have worshipped. Woulda, coulda, shoulda. I woulda, coulda, right? shoulda. Right. But you know what yeah. I did? I, I was so paralyzed. The little boy was so paralyzed mm. that... Rather than go to class, I laid in bed all day watching the Andy Griffith show, Alf, all of the things I watched as a kid. Because it was the only wow. way I felt any, like it, it was just dark to me. Yeah, yeah. And disappointment is what opened the door yeah. to the dark cloud. And so when we talk about expectations, um, I had set an expectation, I'm going to marry this girl. Here was part of my problem with my expectations. My expectations did not align with God's will. Mm. And here's what makes me sad looking back. Mm -hmm. I never needed to experience the depth of sadness that I experienced because if I just would have listened to what he was trying to tell me, just like with you, you know he was probably trying to say something like, listen, yeah. I was getting you some skills. Oh, absolutely. That you're going to use for yeah. the path I have for you. Yeah. And trust me, yeah. by the time you get to the end of this path, you're not going to be saying, right. I wish I would have taken That's that. exactly right. I wish I'd have passed that psyche. Yeah. Yeah. In yeah, the yeah, same yeah, way. Yeah, yeah. Preston, there's a path I have for you that does not involve this young woman. I have a path for her. I have a different path for you. All right, so, so you bring up something that I think is incredibly important, and that is um, you said something that's very profound. And, and, and well, you said something, but the way I heard it. So I'm going to tell you the way I, I heard it. The, okay? way heard it. <laughs> the way I heard it was um, that, I, that I didn't have to reinterpret the disappointment to make myself feel better, hmm. right? So God used that, God used the disappointment that I went through <laughs> right. to help me get <laughs> yeah. to my next, right? right? God, God, God used that pain. Well, yes, but more no, right? right? right. You put yourself in a, like we don't own <laughs> our L's as much as we need to. I agree. Right, right. We don't, yeah. like, like, I'll give you a perfect example. Because when you said, like, the place that you went to, I wish I would have watched Alf. <laughs> I called an ex-girlfriend, <laughs> right? <laughs> and I remember, uh, so, so I, I started, started thinking when you, what intrigued me about what you said is I think it's important to realize where have you gone? I think that's one thing that you need to do is to identify where you have gone when you're disappointed or where do you go when you're disappointed? Cause it could be healthy, but it could also be very unhealthy. Right? So I called her next girlfriend. I'll, I'll never forget this as long as I live. I called her. She was happy to hear from me. I was like, this is 10 at night. This ain't going, it ain't, ain't nothing good about to happen. I'm not about to have Bible study. Okay. And, um, she was like, yeah, definitely come over. I hang up the phone. The Holy Spirit said, don't go over there. Mm. 
Don't go over there. Don't go over there. Don't go over there. Don't go over there. Don't. When I tell you from the time I hung up that phone, he repeated, don't go over there. While I took a shower, while I got dressed, when I got in the car, don't go over there, don't go over there, I turned the music up to try to drown out what I was hearing. Don't go over there, I parked the car. Don't go over there, I walked up to her door. Don't go over there, she opened that door with a t-shirt on and nothing else. He said, don't go in there. And when I stepped foot in there, he stopped talking. Now, let me tell you when he started talking again. As soon as, as soon as the sexual connection was over. As soon as the sexual connection was over, the Holy Spirit was like, you shouldn't be here. Press that girl went to the bathroom. And when she came back, I was on the side of the bed bawling i was shaking crying so hard she was so scared she was like oh my god what's wrong and i was like i should be here i don't want 10 stories like that right that i've thrown jesus glitter over to say god use my promiscuous I should not <laughs> have allowed my dis disappointment to lead me into fornication. Right. I just need to take that L. Don't put Jesus glitter over it. <laughs> you distance yourself. And when you distance yourself, you are capable of doing things that you never thought you would do. You are capable of going places right. you never thought yep. You would go. You are capable of saying things you never thought you would say. So I think it's very, very important for people to be able to locate where they are. This is the first question that's asked in the Bible, in the whole Bible. The first question God ever asked that we, that we have recorded yep. in human history is a self-awareness question. It's not a geographical location. He knew where he was, his location was. Adam. And God was there. I know where you are. Do you know That's right. where you are? Can you tell me? If you can, <laughs> things will go well for you. Right. If not, now, uh, I don't know if I've ever shared this with you. Um, I think I know why. And there's probably a theologian that could shoot this down in a second. But the way I read it, because I'm a literalist, I think I know why uh, sin is only attributed to Adam but not Eve. Let's hear it. When God asks Adam the question, he doesn't answer it. He doesn't answer the question God asked him. Where are you? Well, I ate the fruit. I hid because the when God asked Eve, what did you do? The serpent deceived me and I ate the fruit. She told the truth. She knew where she was. <laughs> I was deceived. From that time to the end of the book, Eve was deceived. Adam sinned. Ooh, 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 ooh. I believe that when you can identify where you mm -hmm. are, God shows you grace. 
And when you can't, he goes, I, you're going to have to move. You can't repent about what you've done if you're unaware <laughs> of where you are. Facts. Eve. We get all the way to the New Testament. Eve was deceived. Adam sinned. Eve said it first. That's the, we're not pointing back. Eve's, what did you do? I was deceived by the serpent and I ate. That's what happened. So we, we have to be able to locate where we are. And a lot of people in that funk wouldn't be able to tell you because they're blamed. I didn't become a law enforcement official and my girlfriend cheated on me and got engaged to another dude. And therefore, but okay, but where are you though? Right. <laughs> yep. I'm hurting. Thank you. Where are you, Tim? I'm being petty. It, it hasn't been four months of walking with the Lord. He's already disappointed me. I thought it was, I, I thought he was going to bless me. Well, who gets to define the blessing? You or him? Oh. So. I, those are my thoughts. Yeah. I, I think <laughs> the. The lack of awareness. That is possible when we're in pain. Part of what I hear you saying is, okay, obviously I need to know where I am, but yep. I also need to remember one of the hardest times to be aware is when I am in pain, right? Because yes, I can't absolutely see correct. straight. Pain makes me pain, see. shame, yeah, any of it, right? Yeah, absolutely, absolutely. And disappointment would be in there. That's absolutely uh, correct. I mean, I, I'm yeah. not gonna see. That's right. Because if I'm disappointed, I'm looking at something. Yep. More than I'm looking at myself. That's right. That's so it's going to be correct. hard to see me. That's right. Because I keep staring at what didn't happen. That's right. Or what did happen that didn't want to happen. That's right. So I, I totally hear what you're saying. We have to know where we run when we're disappointed. Yep. What do I lean on? What do I look for? Right. Right. We also have to know why we're disappointed. Right. And some of the times I've been most disappointed were simply because my expectation didn't align with his will. He didn't want me to have the things I wanted. And I was disappointed because I wanted what he did not want to give me. And we won't admit that. We will literally throw G Jesus glitter over that prayers and go, not my will, die and be done. <laughs> You're reaching for your book before I reach for mine. <laughs> I love it. <laughs> but so literally we, we, we put ourselves in this position where we, we we run to our rote scripture memorization and well not my will no i'm good you know it whatever god's plan is no you wanted a baby maybe you need to grieve the loss of the expectation you didn't gain it god's not going to hold that against you for you to say i i thought it would be this way right i'm broken hearted you're sovereign. Yeah, you get to do what you want to do. Dude, when Miles died, when my brother was killed September 17th of 2004, that was the deepest, mm. darkest, dankest depression I have ever been in my life. Because not only was I dealing with grief, and I can admit this, I invited 
a spirit of depression. I let it in. It was knocking at the door. I opened the door and was like, you can come in and you can bring enough blankets to smother me in them because I don't I actually don't want to come out of this. So I hope that I die in my sleep. I'm not going to slip my wrist. I'm not going to take pills. But this pain I feel, the only way out of it is death. And it was, and here's the thing, a spirit of depression will take you further than you originally wanted to go. Yeah. Because the darkest it got for me was my dad's revolver in my hand and a conversation with the Holy Spirit for me to put it back. That's how close. A spirit of depression's goal, in my opinion, is to hold your hand all the way to the point of death. So let me, so, 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 ooh, so I love you. Um, I, I had, when, when I read uh, 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 Timothy, uh, I think it's First Timothy 4. I got it memorized in King James. Uh, now the spirit speaketh expressly that in the latter days, some shall depart from the faith, giving heed to seducing spirits and doctrines of devils. And I thought, seducing spirit, we only think of seduction as far as sexual. But to be seduced is to be influenced and enticed yeah. into something else. A seducing spirit never works alone. I'm seducing you into something. I want to woo you. I want to I convince you this is the only way out. I want to convince you this is the best alternative you have. Run away. Don't escape. Stay. Drink another. Take another shot. Watch another porn clip. Don't. You've already been away from like six services. Like just keep watching online. You don't. I know they keep. You've left all your small group people on red. You, but you don't want to talk to them yet. You're still offended. That offense is protecting you. If you go back in the community after the last church hurt, you're going to get hurt again. So just stay. Seducing spirit. It's totally seducing. It just keeps wooing you in. Stay here with me. Stay here with me. And, and while you're like, yeah, you're kind of right. And it's kind of giving you that false comfort pat on the back. Then it's like depression. Hey. Mm. Father wound. She's not paying attention. He's not paying attention. And when you look back up, instead of one thing being there, there's five or six people in the room now. And they're all just taking turns going, we get it. God did the same thing to us. Where's his love? Don't you feel abandoned? How can you read? How, how can you sing Reckless Love? <laughs> how can you read He's a Good, Good Father? It's the fifth miscarriage. He kept. Mm. We had two legs, two eggs left that were viable. Can't love you. The one thing you've asked for, he can't give you that. You don't even deserve to have a relationship with you. And if your head's down, 
when you look back up, he's brought in a lot of company to affirm, confirm, and give you an alternate plan. But it's, it's a lie. I, as you're talking, I mean, I just keep hearing this thread over and over that one of Satan's biggest plays when we're in this position is to keep talking about what God hasn't done. He didn't do this. He didn't do that. Because he didn't do this and he didn't do that. How could you say he loves you? He just keeps it's the truth. perpetuating the narrative. It's the absolute truth. That's exactly what he does. He didn't yep. do it. That's right. That's exactly right. Wow. Mm-hmm. But I, I, I'm, I'm going to try not to see too much of me in this conversation. But Timmy, I, you're helping me see one of the most painful things I ever went through in a way I've never seen it before. That happened to me when I was 18 years old. I'm, I'm, that's 25 years ago. Yep. And I'm seeing it a different way. Mm. I've, I looked at it as somebody did something to me. Mm. She hurt me. Mm. Yeah. Now I'm understanding a little bit. I put myself in a situation the Lord never wanted me in. Mm. So like you're saying, yes. it, it, we got to own it. I got to yeah. take the O. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I was telling him, and deep down I knew he was telling me. Yeah. This isn't her. Yeah. Yep. Yep. And so she didn't hurt me. Right. I did. You hurt you. I hurt me. Yeah, that's absolutely correct. But I, I want to talk about expectations for a second, because as we talk about this, and I, I think there are a couple who you, you set some really high expectations that didn't align with God's will. And I'm, I just want to read you a bit of a story. Um, and, and maybe you'll see yourself in it. This is 2 Kings 5. This is the story of Naaman. Mm -hmm. And mm -hmm. Naaman's sick. <laughs> He's got a, a terrible disease. Mm -hmm. And it, the advice he gets is to go see the man of God. He expects Elisha to come out. Uh, Naaman was a dude. He, he was important to the king That's right. at the time. That's right. And so you knew he, there, there was pomp and circumstance around Naaman right. because he, he was elite. Yeah, absolutely. He, he was one of the king's guys. Yeah. Okay? But he's got this bad disease. And uh, verse 9 says, So Naaman went with his horses and chariots and waited at the door of Elisha's house. But Elisha sent a messenger out to him with this message. Go and wash yourself seven times in the Jordan River. Then your skin will be restored and you will be healed of your leprosy. Here's what expectations, unhealthy, ungodly expectations do. Think about this. Naaman is sick. And the number one thing he's desiring is to be healed. And Elisha sends a messenger out to the door to say, here's how you get your healing. Go and wash yourself. Mm -hmm. This is how simple it's going to be. You want to be healed? Just do what God told me to tell you to do. But watch how Naaman, because of his unhealthy ex expectations, watch how he responds. Verse 11. But Naaman became angry and stalked away like an impetuous child. Naaman says, I thought he would certainly come out to meet me. I expected him to wave his hand over the leprosy and call in the name of the Lord his God and heal me. 
Aren't the rivers of Damascus, the Abana, and the Farpar better than any of the rivers of Israel? Why shouldn't I wash in them and be healed? Mm -hmm. So Naaman turned and went away in a rage. Yep. God's man yep. sends a messenger to the door to say, you want to be healed? Yeah. Here's all you have to do. This is all you have Go to do. Go wash yourself seven times. This is all you got to do. This is it. That's it. But because Naaman expected things to go a certain way. That's right. Even when God was giving him access to his healing. Right. Because it wasn't happening the way Naaman wanted it to happen. Naaman literally turns his back on his healing. The number one thing he wanted. That's nasty. Over expect. I expected him. Watch though what uh, the men, the officers with Naaman, the wisdom they give him. Verse 13. But his officers tried to reason with him and said, Sir, if the prophet had told you to do something very difficult, wouldn't you have done it? You would have done it. So you should certainly obey him when he says simply go and wash and be cured. So Naaman went down to the Jordan River and dipped himself seven times as the man of God had instructed him. And his skin became as healthy as the skin of a young child. And he was healed. Yep. Timmy. I think sometimes the reason we unnecessarily experience disappointment is because we're chasing after something God never wanted us to have. I agree. I absolutely agree. And so I'm not trying to, to jump on anybody. I'm not trying to come at you and say, well, if you're up under a dark cloud because of disappointment, I'm not trying to hurt your feelings. I am simply asking you to do a little reflection a little assessment answer this question how did i get here right now i want to be empathetic yeah where you are yep it matters and you matter but i also want to help you do what i didn't know to do mm. when i was up under the the cloud mm. of disappointment mm. 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 how did i get here mm. well my answer in the flesh at that moment would have been well because someone hurt me yep that's how I got here. Right. And I'm disappointed because I wanted to spend the rest of my life with her and she didn't want to spend her the rest of her life with me. So I'm disappointed. That's what I would have said, but that wouldn't have been the, the correct answer. The correct answer would have been, I got here because I got off track. Mm -hmm. Started chasing after something that I expected to receive that God never wanted to give me. He wanted to give me something else. But see, in the moment, disappointment is so dark and dense. It's and loud. Heavy. Yeah. That it, it, it just, it weaponizes your pain. It absolutely disappointment does. Disappointment weaponizes That's your good. pain. That's good. Instead of digging around in the soil of my heart and going, how did I, how did I get here? Not just, well... Miles died. Now, how did I get to where? Oh, yeah. I'm in this place where uh -huh. I'm thinking, uh -huh. I, I don't yeah. want to wake up. That's right. How did I get here? Absolutely correct. And it's not just a miles. No, it's not. That, no, it's not. That's something that yeah. may trigger yeah, absolutely. what I'm feeling, and yeah. rightfully so. Yeah. But we got to dig even deeper and answer the question, how did I arrive at this place? That's right. And expectations. Disappointment always comes from expectations not being met absolutely correct and the enemy loves for us to then throw it on god right 
Well, God didn't do it. Yeah. Well, God never said he was going to do that. Yeah. He never said he was going to give me that girl. That's right. He said he had one for me. Right, right, right. But he never told me he was going to give me that girl. That's right. But I was acting as though he had. Yeah. And now I look at the woman God gave me. Yeah. And I can't imagine my life without her. Facts. And so now I look I and I want to I, I want to <laughs> go back to the boy who was under that cloud in that dorm room and say, hey, this is a spirit of disappointment. This isn't just the emotion of disappointment. Yeah. Your disappointment opened a door. Right. That's good. For disappointment to walk in. Yeah. And you don't need to be disappointed. Your yeah. healing is coming. Yeah. And it's not going to be as hard as you think. That's exactly right. But you're going to have to tweak your expectations because it's not going to happen the way you want. That's it. right. To me, how many times in life does what we want happen the way we want it to happen? I, the children of Israel wanted the land of the promise. They got it. They got it. Not the way they wanted it. But not the way they wanted That's it. That's exactly right. And because they didn't get it the way they wanted what did they do? They looked back. That's right. They'd the rather go back. That's season yep. in their history. Absolutely correct. That's absolutely correct. And that's you yeah. going, you yeah. know what? Well, at least the food was better. That's exactly right. In debauchery. Right. And, but here's what's awesome. You knew the second it went down. He's so kind. He is so He's so kind. kind. And He's to so fall kind. next to the bed and weep. Yeah. Knowing. Yeah. Egypt isn't for me. Yeah. But the path to the promise yeah. may be more difficult That's than right. I anticipated. All right, so let's deal with free will. Because I want to deal with what I heard loud in my ear as we're talking about disappointment of an expectation not being met. Well, what if, what if this was the will of God and I was in his will and it still went wrong? Um, that usually happens when someone chooses to detour mm -hmm. or completely get off the off wrap of doing things God's, God's way. So you could have been happily married for 14 years. Then all of a sudden your spouse decides, I'm getting off the on ramp. I'm getting on the next off ramp. Yep. And... You've prayed, you fasted, you believe God, you wanted to reconcile, but they didn't. And that can put you in a funk. But that has nothing to do with you. You have to grieve the loss right. of what it is and yep. you lament the decision that they've made. But to go back to God and go, why did you let this happen to me? God didn't let that happen to you. <laughs> he didn't want that for you, but he's not gonna impede somebody's free will. Right. If he won't make somebody receive his son, he ain't going to make somebody stay with you. <laughs> so if that's a choice that they've made, you have to grieve loss in a different way and you still have to fight off the type of funk that leads to those seducing spirits coming in and writing lies on top of the narrative that is really happening. So the thought I had was, and th this doesn't have to do with divorce, but I just thought about seasons changing. I thought about, um, I'll read it because it's better. It's just, it's just a, a dope verse. I just, this, I keep this in mind when a season changes. Uh, in Exodus chapter number one, 
the season changed. And as dope as it was for them, it just changed. So this is Exodus chapter number one, uh, sixth verse. In time, Joseph and all his brothers died, ending that entire generation. Uh, but their descendants, the Israelites, had many children and grandchildren. In fact, they multiplied so greatly that they had become extremely powerful and filled the land. Eventually, a new king, a new king came to power in Egypt who knew nothing about Joseph or what he had done. The season changed. Yeah. Egypt was a blessing until it wasn't. Until it wasn't. <laughs> the job you're on is a blessing. Until it isn't. Until it isn't. The church you go to is a blessing until it ain't, right? The car you drive is a blessing until it finally gives out, right? So, so the relationship you had, the friendship you had, we can't control any of those variables. So there's no way to get through life without disappointment. Yeah. There is a way to get through life's disappointments with the correct narrative. So great. And so I experience less funks in my life. And I think it just can't, comes with maturity. There was no way a 20 and a half year old Tim has the perspective right. I have at 48. For sure. Right? I wouldn't have even, I don't think I could have even received the wisdom from a sage <laughs> right <laughs> at 20 and a half if they would have been like son you have no idea the purposes and plans that god has for you i see you speaking to tens of thousands i'd have rebuked that prophecy because i'd have been like i'm an introvert i don't want to do nothing i'm i'm trying to do loner work that's why i wanted to be a <laughs> homicide detective i'm gonna be up at two o'clock in the morning with one other guy right or girl so i'm i'm the narrative around disappointment has changed because I am self-aware enough to know now that when a season changes, it doesn't mean my God has to. Right. It's self-aware and God-aware. You've seen enough of his faithful track record. That's right. To where you go, wait a minute. Is it possible that I'm not seeing this the right way? That's right. Because the enemy comes in with the narrative, God's taking something from you. That's right. He's taking the, the ability to be a police officer right. in the LAPD right. from you. He's right. taking the love of your life from you. Yeah. Hold on. Slow down. Is it possible there's another way to see this? Number one, we say it all the time. Never agree with a liar. You better not. <laughs> so when, when he comes <laughs> and starts right. saying that. That's really good. Never, never, never. Never agree. Agree with the liar. That's right. Okay. But also... Just take a step back and go, is there another way to see this? Yeah. Yes. Is it possible that God was giving me a gift in this season, but that's because that season has come to an end, it therefore means there is something else coming. That's right. And so he's taking it out of my hands to make room for what he wants to put in my hands next. That's exactly right. And I get that it's hard to, it's hard to think like that yeah. when we're up under the cloud yeah, of disappointment, yeah. yep. we're in a funk emotionally. Yep. But we got to fight for truth. That's right. The true narrative. That's right. His ways are not our ways. Not, and and never will be. Never will be. 
And, and I think that's Never why ever. as we get older, we start to realize, number one, there are so many things we want that once we get it, we end up not wanting what we got. Thanks. And so you, you go, eh, when I was younger, I used to want this and this, and then I got some of those things and it didn't bring what I, and it actually brought me the opposite of what I wanted. And I've just learned, Lord, what do you want? I have a couple of ones, but not nearly as many. Lord, what do you right. want? But also, I think to be able to get to a place where even in my pain, I don't overlook the faithfulness of God. The picture I have is, you know, here we are in pain. We're in this dark room, dark cloud, in a corner, afraid to come out of it. And the enemy, the enemy is in moments of pain. Now, we know God is an ever-present help in times of trouble okay we know that but i want everybody to get the picture of how i kind of see the enemy rolling up on the scene a crash has just occurred on the freeway and before the ambulance arrives the grimy lawyer makes it to the scene to try and already start shaping yes good how they're going to do this thing. and you go listen help is coming because help is here but who's the first voice you're going to talk to in pain right you're gonna talk to the enemy right that's right and start agreeing with him right because listen the easiest time to agree with the enemy is when i'm in pain absolutely correct because timmy he comes you've already said it he comes soothing yes he does it's and that's seductively. that's right it, it's it just that's what i need right yeah now. absolutely you know, absolutely pity party the lord yeah who, who comes in love but he is truth. He is truth. Says Preston, Tim, mm -hmm. never wanted you to have that. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. I told you not to go in there. Mm -hmm. Told you. Mm -hmm. Told you this wasn't the one. Mm -hmm. But you chose to walk down this path. Yeah. And the pain you're feeling, something you did, not something I did to you. To me, I got to own it. Because That's then I, how, if I don't own part of what I got here, and listen, I'm not talking about when somebody hurts you. Yeah, for sure. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, absolutely. We're talking about something specific. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. We chased after our expectations. That's right. Yes, we do. Right. Hard. And I'm talking about, I need to be rescued in my pain from the one who is an ever-present help in times of trouble. Mm -hmm. But if I buy the lie, the narrative of the enemy, God did this to me, then I'm going to sit in my pain even longer because the only path out of my pain is to be rescued. Absolutely correct. By the one who has all power. Absolutely correct. And if you believe God did that to you, you stop believing what God says about you. Ooh. Mm. Yahtzee. That's what's going to happen. If you believe that God did this Ooh. to you, you no longer believe what God says about you. And that's where you start going, I can't sing good, good father. That's when you start going, I can't sing he's all that, I, that he says I am. But why? Because if this happens to me, then he can't believe this about me because he let this happen to me. So I can't be a son. I can't be, he would never do this to a son or daughter. He would never let his righteous 
be begging and is seed forsaking bread. Well, I'm begging right now. So guess what? I can't be righteous. I must not be righteous or else this wouldn't be happening. And we literally turn a temporary season into a permanent narrative. And here's where the enemy wins. When he starts, when he stops whispering it and you start reciting it. Yahtzee. That's when he's winning. Yahtzee. Because then he gets to step back and do what he does best. Accuse the brethren. Woo! And here's the thing about, oh, dude, I'm getting chills. I am too. Hey, here's the thing about the enemy being an accuser of a brethren. You just called him a liar. And you're absolutely right. He is a liar. But there's one he doesn't lie to. And that's the Lord. He lies to us. He is a deceiver of the brethren. You know who he is never deceived? Do you know who he's never lied to? God. Because he can't. He cannot lie. A liar will not tarry in his presence. <laughs> so the lie is only to us. The truth is to him. So when he accuses the brethren, he's telling the truth. And that's why we need an advocate. Because he's not lying to God about us. Do you hear what he's saying? He's just, he's disavowing it. She's disavowing her relationship with you. Do you hear what he's saying? He's disavowing his relationship with you. Do you see what Tim's doing? Tim's back in fornication. Kill him. <laughs> you you got to send him to where you've sent me. You can't prosecute him now. He fed me the line and then he accuses me Absolutely. for speaking it's the line. It's entrapment. And that's why he can't stand the blood. Because it lets the guilty go free. That's why he can't stand the blood. Because without the blood, we are guilty. Because everything he said to God about us is the truth. truth. Prez, it is the truth. His accusations are correct. He's not lying. I did sin. I did turn my back on God. I did go back into sexual immorality. I did hate. I did hold the, drug, the, the, the grudge. Whatever he says, it's the it's truth. The, truth. the spiritual world is the most realistic world. This, this is, this is going to go away. Right. The spiritual world is the most legal environment. It operates off law. And the enemy knows your commandments and your decrees hold true. This is why when, uh, uh, I'm so used to reaching for it. Um, this is why when, when um, uh, the woman that's caught in adultery comes to Jesus, is brought to Jesus, she don't come to Jesus, is brought to Jesus and they say, the law says, that she needs to be stoned. He doesn't disagree. Because if he disagrees, he's disagreeing with himself. <laughs> so he doesn't dis He's not disagreeing. He can't disagree. He is the truth. He is the Torah wrapped in flesh. So they come to him with his own words and say, based on what you've already said, they don't know this, but based on what you already said, 
she has to be stoned. He's like, you're absolutely right. So whichever one of you has no sin, you do it. And scripture says from the oldest to the youngest, which I think is hilarious because it implies that the youngest, you got sin nature <laughs> yeah. baked into you before you, right? <laughs> the, the youngest couldn't throw a yeah. rock, right? They all go away. Woman, where is your accuser? Can you find them? No, they're not here. And neither do I accuse you. I'm the only one that can rock you. I would never let them pick up a rock and imply something to you that I don't agree with. I am the rock. And I'm not going to fall on you. I want you to fall on me. So go and sin no more. If we, if, if we can just sift through the lie, Ugh. you can find his narrative. His narrative is yes and the blood. Yes and mm -hmm. you're forgiven. Oh, yeah. Yes, she committed adultery and I forgive her. Yes, Zacchaeus is a filthy criminal who's stolen a lot of people's money and I forgive them. This is what was driving the Pharisees crazy is because they wanted to stay legal. <laughs> and the law put on flesh <laughs> and said, I'd rather turn stony hearts into flesh than to put flesh to end by the stone. stone. I mean, you can, you can literally feel, we, we go from talking about the dark cloud to literally the light invading, ripping invading it to shreds, fam, the room, ripping it to shreds, invading yeah. the situation, yeah, absolutely invading correct. the absolutely darkness, absolutely correct it. The darkness cannot overcome it. Mm -mm, no, he's, he's literally telling her, get up. You don't have to stand in that. You don't have to sit in that corner anymore, ca cowering anymore. Get up. Get up. Talitha Kumi, Ooh. get up. Daughter, arise. Get up. You are not going to lay in this for the rest of your life. Get up. You are not going to be sick with this for the rest of your life. Get, get up. up. Sit up, get up, eat. That was the formula for Jairus' daughter. Sit up, get up, eat. Whatever you've been laying in, you ain't even got to bounce up. Just sit up. Whatever you've been lying in, just sit up. And after you sit up, get up. And after you get up, eat. Be reminded of what he said about you. Be reminded of all the promises he still has for you. But I messed up and he still has promises for you. But I willingly disobeyed and he still has promises 
for you. But I broke so many people's hearts through my actions, and he still has promises for you. Don't think because you can't do it in the same city, he won't still do it. So there's that. <laughs> my word. Sunshine, fam. That's what I feel right now. A billion percent. Sunshine. The only visual I have is being in Cali with that infamous haze. The and, marine layer. And the sun just, it's too much. As far as that star is away from this planet, as thick as that layer is, like it's just looming. There's no way to, even the sun that far away can dispel the thickest cloud, the darkest cloud. The sun cannot stay hidden. It's what the light does. It's what light does. And he is it. It's what the sun. It's what he does. Does. <laughs> it's what he does. It's just what he does. It's just what he does. He's got me out too many times, Prez. It's the only reason why I talk this reckless. Like, like, I've seen it happen too many times in my own life. We have never sat here and talked from a place of theory. Right. We only talk about stuff right. we've been through. If we haven't been through it, we'll get some guests. We'll get another guest <laughs> right. on right. and be like, please tell us because we know nothing about that. <laughs> We only talk about stuff we know. I've, I've, it's just happened too many times. And that's where the, that, that's, where, that's what people need to know and what they need to understand because we, we, we have too many church environments that, that, that sell people perfection, that don't sell people the roadmap back after the funk. We, try, we, we imply there should never be a funk. Our sermons imply there should never be a funk. So guess what happens when you wind up in one? I must not be doing right. the right thing. Right. I haven't, had a, I haven't heard a sermon on funk right. in six years. It's been blessings and right. grace and prosperity <laughs> and more blessings and a relationship series, and then some more blessings, and then you better tithe, and then something else. We don't, we don't, we don't prepare people for funk. Right. We don't prepare people for pain, which is egregious since Jesus prepared his disciples for something, and 1, we're not repeating percent. what he told his own people? In this life. You will. Not it might happen depending on if you in Rome or if you in a more Christian friendly neighborhood. Nah, fam, you going to get this work. They hated you. They going to hate me. <laughs> it's coming. Lama, uh, Eli, Eli, Lama Sabachthani. My God, my God, why hast thou forsaken me? Don't think he hasn't been in the funk. That darkness blocked the sun. It blocked the sky. That's how dark and dank it was for the master. So he went through funk. That's why his body literally went through something that, that uh, uh, most medical doctors call hemohydrosis. His body was so filled and riddled with anxiety and stress 
that sweat came out of his pores as if it was blood. It was that viscous. If you want to use a more colorful interpretation, he shed blood before he shed blood. So let's not act like he hasn't been tempted in all points yet without sin. He went through funk first. And if he could get through it, I could get through it. So let's not just talk about him getting getting up from that from that grave. He didn't just get up from that grave. He got out of funk, too. If there's any other way that this cup can pass for me, please let it pass. He has three different times, which is why in 2 Corinthians chapter number 12, he decides to respond to Paul himself. Paul, three, three, Paul prayed three times for that thorn to be removed. And guess who comes to answer the question for him? Not Michael, not Gabriel. <laughs> Gabriel. Jesus himself. Hey, dog, let me holler at you real quick. First of all, I just want to identify with you. I know what it is to pray three times for something and then not go away. You can stop now. Take your thorn off the intercessor's list. My grace is sufficient. You know too much. You've seen too much. It's not leaving. So change your narrative. And Paul does just like that. Therefore, I glory in my weaknesses and my persecutions because when I am weak, then I am strong. That's how you change a narrative. Your situation ain't got to change. You got to change. He was still under the pain of the thorn when he said it. It never left. Wasn't supposed to. How can I learn about his limitless power if I'm always in a powerful posture <laughs> or position? Yeah, whatever. When bro. I am weak. Then. But how do I see the moments of weakness? And what do I do in the moments of darkness? And you just, I don't even know why I'm here at this point. <laughs> I really don't. I really don't. I, I like, I, I live a dream. I really do. I, I don't That's have hilarious. to watch this online. I just watched it from three feet away. <laughs> That's hilarious. Mm-hmm. When, would, when that perspective changes, oh my! It don't matter what you go through, and I'm not saying you you don't you don't have your feelings. Your feelings are there, but the narrative that you have, it's 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 uh, Hananiah, Mishael, and Azariah. I never call them by their slave names. Hananiah, Mishael, and Azariah are facing a fiery furnace. If you don't bow the next time I play this music, I'm throwing y'all in. Oh, King Nebuchadnezzar. We're, 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 we're not careful in how we need to respond to you on this. We just want you to know the Lord that we, the God that we serve is able to deliver us from this fiery furnace. But, if but even he, if he doesn't, even if he doesn't. But if not, we'll never bow to you. Once that's your narrative, you're never disappointed. 
You can't be disappointed when you already know the narrative is my God is good, even if my situation is bad. You want to piss Satan off? Woo! Sing a worship song in the middle of your storm. You want to offend all of hell? You want to make the devil real mad? Cry over your lost child and still worship God. Lament your dead brother and still give God praise. See what happens. Satan can't take it. He don't know what to do with it. Because he wants you to rehearse the narrative. And when you don't fall for that and you still give God praise anyway, and you still talk about how good he is. Child, please. You have put all of hell on the run at that. They don't know what to do with a person yeah. like you. I, I, I don't, what do we do with that person? Just, let's just move on to somebody else. That person's a lost cause. We ain't going to get that person. They pray and praise too much. They are literally, they can't, uh, how long have we had them under this uh, uh, situation? Well, God's given us permission to have like 18 months. How, how, how far along are they into it? They're, they're 14 months in, but you know there's a shelf life on, on this because there's got to be a testimony. All right, so we're 14 months in. How much have they complained? First few weeks they complained. What have they been doing since? Praising. Let's just move on to somebody else. That person's too difficult to get through. We took what we thought they loved. We've denied what they thought they needed. And they still on their knees praying? They still waking up at 4.30 in the morning? Doing devotion? And this ain't right and that ain't right and the account's getting low and the business deal didn't go through and now you got to float money from over here and they've been in the hotel when the house should have been built and this and the foundation got cracked. And da, da, da. What they doing right now? Listening to a sermon. Man, let's move on to somebody else. We're not going to get that person. We threw, every, we threw everything at them. We, we ain't going to get it. Let's just, we lost another bet with God. We get it. Okay, we'll, we'll, we'll go to the next person. I'm telling you, it don't take too many times. You only need two or three good times of him getting you out of a funk before you realize, I, I'm not listening to the enemy's threats no more. I'm not rehearsing what he says. He's lying. He's lying. You're not about to trap me up again. Mm -mm. And that's the only way worship happens in a jail cell. Imagine the narrative if they believe the enemy's lies. They're not praising late in the midnight hour. You know what they're doing? We must be out of God's will. I cannot believe he called me into this. I remember being at the church at Antioch when they separated me and Barnabas. You know what? This is probably all going wrong because of the fight with John Mark. I lost my, I lost my temper. I mean, I, I didn't like what the guy did. That's why we're in prison. I thought I was doing the Lord's will. There's no way the Lord's will got me here. Right. But how about if it does? All right. So let's go to the book of Acts, shall we? I'm not going to say what I'm thinking because I think you're say about it. to go there. No, you're, <laughs> that's why you opened the book. I, I'm pretty sure I know where you're about to go. Oh, my goodness. All right. Where is this one? Because it is one of my favorites. And it's on the left side of the page. 
Don't you love it when you <laughs> when you try to fight? Uh, uh. Uh oh, I gotta pull up the keyword because the address is eluding me right now. Unless you know what I'm talking about or or think it, and and you're about to pull it up, but I'm about to. I just need to pull. It. Are you going to jail or are you going somewhere else? I'm going somewhere else. Okay, I'm going. Yeah, okay. I'm not going to jail. Find where you're going. Uh, yep, yep. They yep. never, if their narrative, if they take the enemy's bait, and their narrative becomes satan's narrative becomes their narrative so close not mm -hmm. only do they not worship yep if they're pissed at god because of the situation they find themselves in they never point the jailer to god that's right that's right yep all right so this is acts 21 so in acts 21 uh Paul's traveling from Miletus to uh, Jerusalem. And he goes through a couple of places, but I'm picking it up from verse 10. So uh, several days later, a man named Agabus, who also had the gift of prophecy, arrived from Judea. He came over, took Paul's belt, and bound his own feet and hands with it. Then he said, the Holy Spirit declares, so shall the owner of this belt be bound by the Jewish leaders in Jerusalem and turned over to the Gentiles. When we heard this, we and the local believers all begged Paul not to go to Jerusalem. But he said, why, why all this weeping? You are breaking my heart. I am ready not only to be jailed at Jerusalem, but even to die for the sake of the Lord Jesus. When it was clear that we couldn't persuade him, we gave up and said, <laughs> the Lord's will be done. <laughs> This is Luke, like having a per personally interjecting. He's been the bystander writing most of Acts, and now he's like, "Bruh, when we heard that, we begged, oh, don't go, don't go." But how many of us think that discomfort equates to disapproval? How many of us actually think that if we go through any type of persecution? It must mean we did something wrong for God to become petty. And here's what Paul knows. By, by chapter 21, Paul has gone through all this stuff that we see in Galatians and, and Ephesians and Corinth and all this kind of stuff. And he's like, fam, please. We will rebuke that prophetic word now. If Agabus <laughs> comes in here and goes, thus says the Lord, whoever wears... <laughs> Zara slacks jogger slacks is going to be jailed for seven years I buy that in Jesus name and God's like can I you going to let you going to let me play chess or, you, or do you want to still play checkers you have no pieces to jump I'm already already the king I'm on a completely different board fam my ways are not your ways so I, I, I'm I, the shift for me in my heart with this pod is that little boy and that little girl has to sit up, get up, and go eat. You need you need more of this. And the reason why I say go eat is because you won't believe a lie the more you hear the That's truth. That's right. 
That's right. The more you read and the more you eat, the more you'll know when the lie is coming. I know a lie now. Why? I've spent that much time with this book and not for no sermon either. Because, you know, you're a preacher. Mm -hmm. Nah, fam, please. I can never preach again. This is what sons do. This is what daughters do. We eat. The king has left us commands, decrees, precepts, and promises. And you can only keep them at the forefront of your mind if you keep this at the forefront of your mind. If you want to keep his words in your mind, keep this book in your face. Now, I get, you know, I get a little bop when I start talking about this, dog, because it's, this is the life hack. This is, this is what the leader's cut is all about. I, st- I don't, I don't just make a cut. I live in it. That's what this is for. Yep. <laughs> this pod is for you not to just make a cut. Like I made a little incision. I'm, I'm going in. No, 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 no. We live in that cut. We live in that cut. Some wounds don't need to heal. They just need to be lived in. Maybe that's why Jesus kept his. I'm trying to stop. I'm going to shut up. Because I know we got to eat at some point, but I'm just telling you. I'm, I'm, I'm done. <laughs> I'm going to shut up now. <laughs> <laughs> I, don't, I don't i i'm not gonna lie okay this is we've had some good ones and this is the closest thing to when it's just you and me at a dinner table that we've gotten to experience so far on the cut with the two of us i mean this is this is and what's awesome is it it is for the little boy and the, the little girl in the corner absolutely and not only did the light invade the dark space they're in, but they also got a blueprint on how to handle the next dark cloud. Absolutely. This is the way. Yep. I I um I, I wanna I wanna redeem I want to redeem some lyrics here. That's me in the corner. That's me in the spotlight. Losing my religion. I just want to redeem it. I mean, Diddy invented the remix, but that's me in the corner. But that's him with his spotlight, keeping my religion. All right. Please just pray. I'm not, I, I can't, I don't, I was just along for the ride and I'm, people don't understand. I, the most fun I have, I, I don't even need to play point guard. I just want to see it in, in the stadium. I just want to watch it all go down with my best friends, my best friend and my best friend. And this is, I, I, this is, just pray. Jesus, I thank you for my brother, my sister, your son, and your daughter. 
I thank you for the reminder today, Lord God, that you did not design us to stay under dark clouds. You designed us to move through them. Yea, though we walk through the valley of the shadow of death, we will fear no evil, for you are with us. When your voice goes silent, your presence gets stronger. So God, I pray that they would feel your presence right now in a way they've never felt it before. You are not ignoring them. You are present. When you are silent, you are present. So God, I pray that they would feel your presence in a way they've never felt before. I pray that the truth through the words that we have spoken and the scriptures that we have, that we have read brings so much light that it dispels darkness. I thank you, Lord God, that the light makes darkness scatter. It makes darkness flee. We bind the spirit of seduction yes, right now in Jesus, Jesus name. name. We thank you for the leading of the Holy Spirit. God, we thank you that though the spirit of seduction tries to drive us to a place, Holy Spirit, you lead us to a place. Lead us to the truth. The truth that has always been a person mm. named Yeshua, mm. our rabbi, our chief apostle, our big brother, our shepherd, our friend, our savior, and our Lord. God, thank you that darkness flees today. May we get up, may we sit up, get up, and eat. In Jesus' name, amen. Well, thanks for joining the Leaders' Cup with Tim Ross today. I have no idea. I'm done, and this is done, and I know many of you are done. And I also know the dark cloud that it seemed like was never going to be done. I know you see it differently. And here's what I also know. You're more dangerous than you were an hour and 15 minutes ago. Because now you know. Get up. Get up. Sit up. Get up. And eat. He is with you. Mm -hmm. Go get you some. Mm -hmm. We love you. See you next time. <laughs>